Hi, everyone. My name is Anastasia. Welcome back to the Mindfulness Broadcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different because normally I have the whole script prepared uh, prior to recording the session. And today, this is just a little impromptu one. I had this topic in my head for a while. I just did not have time to sit down, write down the script. And I'm already behind my schedule because I'm supposed to upload the uh, audios weekly. But just because of lack of time, I unfortunately have to delay a few things. But it's fine still. I'm here and new episodes are coming. So if you're coming back and listening, I appreciate that. And today we're going to talk about responsibilities. Um, responsibilities not in terms of uh, paying mortgage or paying for kids' school or going to work, buying groceries or whatever. Responsibilities for your actions or lack of actions. See, I've come across this topic so many times reading books or listening to them through talking to um, psychologists or through my own therapy one of the main steps to change your life or change the approach to your life how you see things and how to react on things even changing your character a little bit is to take responsibilities for your actions so I'll give you a few examples. Um, the most, you know, basic ones would be, oh, let's say someone's complaining uh, because they're not making enough money, and they're saying, "Oh, I'm I'm not making enough money. I'm struggling, or I'm poor because because my my job doesn't pay me this much, you know, as much as I want to." Uh, or I hate my job because my boss is rude. Or I don't have a great job because I didn't have a great education because my parents couldn't afford it. So it's always someone's fault. And technically, okay, at some point when you're a kid and you're like 17, 18 or 16, you're deciding to go to uni or college. Yes, parents are responsible for uh, paying for that in lots of countries, at least in my case, it, it, it was such a case. So they so I, I had to go along with what my parents would say and although i did want to go to the um to the dance academy they said no and i went to the economics and finance university which still paid back a huge time like everything i have now pretty much i do have it because of that which is also a great thing and i'm really you know i really appreciate it but i did have a stage of saying oh well if my mom or dad allowed me um, to go to this union, they paid for it, I would have been an incredible dancer by now. Possibly I would just travel the world dancing around, or I would work with huge names, huge artists here and there, and blah, blah, blah. But then instead of keep blaming my parents, I just went and started dancing in different schools. I just went to um, dance camps. And I took a few classes here and there and short courses. And I keep dancing. I started teaching. I was like, well, okay, I couldn't get the education back there. Why can't I get it now? Getting a full-on education here now where I live, it's crazy expensive, especially for me as an expat. The price actually doubles as soon as they find out that I, I'm not, um, I don't have a citizenship. But still, yet, it doesn't, it doesn't um, limit me in terms of other options, right? And whoever says, "Oh, I cannot, I cannot make this much money, or that, or that amount of money because my, my my job doesn't pay that well," who's telling you that you have to stay at that job forever? Like, go and change your workplace. Go 
and, and work somewhere else. If you feel like you cannot find a different job um, based on your skills or experience, get those skills or experience. Go and work as an apprentice for someone and just, you know, just start building up the confidence and experience towards your goal, making more, more money or maybe just changing, switching the company, doing the research in terms of how much um, other people are getting in the same nation on the same position uh, will change things around. There are so many examples of that. And unfortunately, I see so many people who are just blaming and blaming and blaming. And sometimes, yes, I do fall in that blaming as well. Because sometimes it's also scary to take responsibilities. So we all have secondary benefits. And sometimes not doing certain thing, not taking action on something, is actually a way of protecting yourself from a failure. So sometimes by not changing a job, let's say, we're going to stick to this example, you are kind of protecting yourself psychologically from not failing in that new job, from being scared of not achieving your monthly or weekly or annual KPIs, let's say, or to not fit in in the team, any, any kind of reason. Same goes through, let's say, relationships. Oh, I don't, I don't date men or women because um, they're a bunch of assholes. I don't trust anyone. They're all liars and cheaters and whatever, right? So sometimes not getting into relationships is a secondary benefit because you don't have to, you don't have to struggle if you don't have relationships. There's no way you're gonna break up with someone, so you're safe. And I think it starts the whole process of changing your approach of life and changing your life overall or even changing the perspective how you look at your life sometimes or your character even there are so many different angles what can adjust one of the most important steps to change your life or to change your approach to life change your character even sometimes and overall just just the way how you see things and how you see people is just to take responsibilities for your actions or for something you haven't done before for whatever reason. But anytime you want to say, oh, I couldn't buy this car. I really want to buy this car, but I can't buy this car because I don't earn enough money because my company doesn't pay me enough. Instead, try to say, I really want this car. Okay, I cannot afford it now because I don't earn enough. But how can I change it? What can I do to make more money? Maybe you can just text your manager and say, you know what? I've been working in this company for five years. Can I get a raise, please? <laughs> or you can find another job. Or you can get another project on the side. There are always options. As soon as you accept that responsibility and say to yourself, that is my choice. Everything I have in my life is the result of choices I've made or choices I haven't made. Of everything I've done or I haven't done. As soon as you say that, you know, you start seeing things differently. I used to blame my parents for lots of things. There's lots of trauma in my life, and that's fact. I'm not, again, not trying to be like a victim or anything. These are just facts. We all have trauma. But at some point, I just fell in that blaming stage when I was just sitting there being like, oh, it's because of this and this and that. Oh, no wonder I cannot cope with this because this happened. And then I was just like, whoa, hold on. Okay, some parts of my life were traumatic. Fact. Yes. I see it. I recognize it. Good. What's the point of just sitting there moaning about it? What's the point of just sitting there and blaming everything around me? 
what can I change? Okay, I have trauma. Can I go to a therapist? Yes. Can I read books about it? Yes. Can I keep a diary of my emotions, let's say, if I have some issues with emotional reactions and um, raise my awareness about emotional intelligence? Definitely. So there you go. Stop sitting there moaning and complaining. Just get up, get your shit together (laughs) and go and do things. And that comes to every niche of your life. Taking responsibility is the first step of changing anything in your life. Because if you're going to try to push through blaming everyone else, yeah, some change might still occur. Some change might still happen, better or worse. But at some point, you're going to get back to where you were. You're going to find something to blame or someone to blame. It's going to be, let's say, uh, my house is a mess because everyone in the household doesn't care um, how much effort it takes to actually clean the house. I'm the only one keep an eye on it. Like, talk to your to your family. Explain how important it is. And maybe with the common effort, you're just gonna, you know, make it work. Or you're gonna actually work on why it bothers you this much. What's laying there under all those emotions about being angry in a messy house when sometimes it's not even messy. It's just, you know, the cup is just standing not where it's supposed to be. And why does it bother you? There are some things that I've changed in my life myself that I thought that someone else is doing things wrong, but then I just flipped it. You know, it's like looking in the mirror and then you're looking like, well, it actually bothers only me. So it is my responsibility to look at those things and see what's what's behind it. Let's say my husband sometimes can enjoy an occasional glass of beer. Once a week, probably, sometimes even, you know, less than that. Um, He never drinks a lot. He never comes back home, you know, completely passed out or, you know, vomiting everywhere. Nothing like that. He's very responsible about drinking and he just likes craft beers. Like that's, that's, that's his thing. But I was absolutely, okay, in my case, it might be a little bit different because I do have a little bit of PTSD connected to that. So there was a trauma from my childhood connected to the alcohol. So it's a little bit more complicated, but whoa, I had, oh my God, I had such a huge meltdowns about him drinking even if he would just had a beer or two i would just go bonanza like i would lose my shit i would i would go screaming i would just cry i would be so emotional and i couldn't understand why he doesn't understand me like i hate when people drink although i did go through a stage of drinking like crazy when i used to live in czech republic i think i just got my student years back because i never uh, i was never allowed to drink when i was a you know like student kind of age so while all my friends uh, from uni, they they used to have so much fun. I I was just at home studying or spent time with my parents, or I wasn't allowed. So, I think when I left my parents' house, that's where <laughs> I just kind of lost control a little bit. Um, after which I understood that alcohol isn't my favorite thing, and I actually don't enjoy it. And yeah, I can enjoy an occasional cider, but getting drunk is something that I definitely um not like and um I didn't like when my husband used to used to drink like even an occasional beer or two. That became a huge problem because he loves beer. And at some point, after having fights, so just just to let you, like to give you an idea of our relationships, we never fight. We never used to fight till till that um case. 
we were together for six years almost. And within those six years, we never used to fight. And when I got pregnant, my hormones kicked in and that's when it kind of started all this alcohol thing. And um, I think the safety um, side of, you know, becoming a mom and lots of psychological things just like opened up like a bouquet of flowers and it was tough. But I, I like for about maybe two years, I used to blame him. I was like, he doesn't get it. It's his problem because he's drinking. Like, what the hell? And then at some point he just, we just, you know, sat down having a chat and he was like, well, why do you think it's my problem? If it doesn't bother anyone else but you, why is it my problem? And actually he asked me this question completely uh, from a different, you know, topic. So we weren't even talking about the alcohol, but that kind of like instantly made a connection in my head about this topic as well. I was like, well, that makes sense. He's not an alcoholic. He doesn't drink way too much. He's very responsible about it. He's never drunk at home with a kid, you know, um, and it's just enjoying one glass or two glasses of beer. Like, um, why? So it, it's not a problem, but it bothers only me. And that's what I just like, it just kind of clicked. I was like, well, that's my, that, that's my problem. So I have to take responsibility that that's my issue and I have to work on it. And since then, it's been, I think, a year or even more, and we've been good. And everything's absolutely fine. So that's just one of examples how, you know, how, how it works. And it can be anything in your life that you don't get um, why things are happening or why someone doesn't understand you. And you just need to look at yourself. Another thing which is connected to taking responsibility for your actions or or not uh, taking actions is um, falling into the victim kind of acting. So when people are victimized, let's say um, psychologically, they are in need of comfort. They need someone to come and save them. Everyone's guilty around them. It's everyone's fault around them, but they are so fragile and they need help. And oh my God, why no one's understanding? Why no one's there to hold them? And now why, 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 why? And they're always playing those victim roles. And actually, we're all playing those roles in our life. This is called Cartman drama triangle. So we have the rescuer, we have the um, persecutor, and we have the victim. So the victim is, oh, poor little me, you know, feels powerless, hopeless, um, helpless, shamed. Um, normally when people fall in, well, we, we, there's no such thing as just like, oh, one person is always the victim. And let's say one person is always rescuer. The interesting thing about this triangle is that we're all changing the shapes and we're all changing the roles. And sometimes people who are falling into victim stage, they're, they're experiencing poor problem solving, decision making. Um, they cannot find pleasure in life. Um, you know, they're, they're always like, oh, everyone's, everyone's having such a great life. Everyone's so, I don't know, successful and happy and, oh, poor me, look at me kind of thing. Or, um, I don't know, the car broke down and instead of just Googling, okay, um, how can I get the car, you know, like the, the, the tire fixed on the road or who to call, they're calling someone else. Oh, can you please come help? I don't know what to do. And this kind of stuff. Um, so the rescuer basically soothes the victim 
Um, so the rescuer needs to feel important. Um, they maintain the victim status. And the rescuing um, takes attention of the rescuer's own issues. So the main motivation is basically to avoid confronting their own issues and problems. And they come always to rescue the victim. Always. No matter what happens, day at night, they're there. And they're there to listen for the morning for hours. And yeah, just soothing them. And the third one is persecutor. So this role is normally critical and controlling um, with lots of blaming. Uh, persecutors are quite aggressive and angry and authoritative. So they're trying to keep the victim oppressive through threats and bullying, basically. So these are three roles. And we all are falling in all those three. And as soon as someone's falling in a victim role, the opponent's going to either jump to your persecutor or the rescuer. And when you're in a victim role, again, it happens to everyone. It's not like no one's pointing fingers and be like, oh my God, you were a victim. Uh, no, nothing like that. We all do that because that's how our brain works. That's how our psychology works. Um, yeah, that's when we just don't want to take responsibilities. Um, actually, a rescuer also doesn't want to take responsibilities. They're just soothing. And actually, <laughs> persecutor also doesn't want to take responsibilities. No one's taking action. Everyone's just either blaming or soothing or being aggressive, bullying, basically. But none of three roles is taking action, taking responsibility. So all of those three roles aren't productive, aren't good for you. So whenever you see, okay, like I, I do see a lot that I tend to jump into the victim and then I'm like, stop, what are you doing? No, 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 no. That's something that, okay, we, we, we should be more smart about it. So no, Anastasia, let's go out of that bullshit. No victimizing yourself. I don't need a rescuer and I don't need no one to come and kick my ass. I can do it myself. So you just get out of that victim role and you just do your thing. It is not easy. And just um, identifying that you do certain things takes time. So it doesn't just come, uh, you wake up one day and you're like, yes, okay, now I see my old actions and reactions. I know what I'm doing. Mm -mm. It's going to take you a long while. Like after a few years of learning how to do this, I'm still sometimes doing it. But now it's more like kind of like conscious in terms of as soon as I start doing it, it clicks in my brain. I'm like, ooh, these words just triggered my my attention. What did I just say? Did I just say that someone's, you know, I, I couldn't done that because of someone? Uh, come on. Or oh, did I just blame a weather or like a traffic for, for being late or whatever? You know? No. Um. I am blaming me. It's my fault that I haven't checked Google Maps before I left somewhere. I bet the traffic didn't just appear one second after I left the house. I guess it was there for a while, at least 10, 15, 20 minutes. So I could have checked earlier and left earlier prior to, you know, going somewhere so I wouldn't have to be late. Or yeah, my car broke down and I don't, you know, yes, yeah, sometimes I might call some people and ask for a question if I like actually cannot find an answer on my own. But um, most of the times we're all capable enough of Googling things and just, you know, or asking the person who's actually, um, who can give you a proper answer, let's say, not asking someone to help you with the diagnostics of your rash uh, on your back, let's say, right? But calling a doctor or not just sitting there Googling and complaining, oh my God, oh, I don't have any information online. It's so hard to be me. Like, my sense of rush is there all the time. Is that allergic or what? I don't know, stress. Mm. 
call the doctor. And there are so many, I guarantee, if you just, you know, start writing down every every time you felt like you felt you've fallen in one of those three roles, or you just started blaming someone and you refuse to take responsibility for any anything on your own, you'll be like, wow, that list is huge. And there's nothing bad about that. It's just that's what we do. But the main point is to learn how to not do it anymore. And that will change your life completely because next time, instead of blaming something and not taking action, you're going to go and do things that you couldn't do before. Next time, instead of just sitting there and, you know, um, crying in the shower, complaining about your life, you're just going to go and do something that you've dreamed about for years. Or the opposite, you'll stop doing something that you were doing before to please someone or to be comfortable for someone. You're going to protect your boundaries more because now you know that you don't have to do these things because that is your responsibility to take actions or to stop taking action. Um, Yeah, I hope it makes sense. I think I've covered everything I wanted. It was such a random thought in my head. I was just working out. I thought, you know what? It's in my head for, for, for for a few days now. Let's just let it out. And I wish you to learn how to take responsibilities for everything in your life. And again, it's not about blaming anyone. Oh, you didn't take responsibility. Oh, what a piece of crap. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. No, definitely not. It's only about empowering. It's only about seeing differences and changes and relearning new things. If you drive a car in a bad way, I don't know, an aggressive and not safe way, you can relearn how to drive a car safely and how to stop being a danger on the road for other people, right? Or vice versa, if you're not driving a car at all and you're just walking and you cannot get anywhere, go and learn how to drive a car. Do you know what I mean? I think all these examples are quite simple and uh, reflecting everything within the topic. But yeah. Thanks so much for listening and thanks so much for joining. I will see you in the next episode in a week or so. I promise I'm going to be more consistent with that and um, see you in the next one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.